What's going on, everybody? This is Jerome Moore, host and creator of Deep Disc Conversations. And firstly, I want to say thank you for all love and support, and thank you for exploring the perspectives of social change with me on this platform. I want to encourage you all to like, subscribe, and follow us on YouTube and on your favorite podcast listening platform, and make sure you give us a five-star rating if you're loving the Deep Disc Conversations. I appreciate all of the support again. I hope you all enjoy this episode. Denzel, welcome back to the platform, man. Glad to be back. Um, so if y'all not familiar with Nizel, he was on here a couple months back. Uh, he's the uh, owner, founder, and instructor of Dynastic Arts, um, training, mm-hmm. martial arts, <laughs> self-defense, all yeah. of that stuff. And so go back and look at that or listen to it um, to catch you up. But we're going to get straight into it, man. Yeah, yeah, for we're sure. We're going to get straight into it. A lot has happened. A lot has happened wow. around mass shootings. Uh, around the idea, especially specifically in the United States, mm-hmm. around self-defense policy. Mm-hmm. Um, should we do something about guns? What does that look like here in the United States? Um, and this always becomes a discussion a couple times a year um, because we have a mass shooting. Right. Right. And this 99.9% <laughs> of the time, it's a white male. Mm-hmm. Right, and so it's usually a domestic terrorism, white supremacy problem. Mm-hmm. Um, that I don't think this country ever fixes in mm-hmm. general, like that. White, I don't think this country, I don't think that ever is, is solved, right? Mm-hmm. Unless they had to, because that starts at the very top of our government, mm-hmm. all the way down to any other layer of system or institution or organization. And so, man, what are your thoughts? about what has happened recently in Texas, uh, in Buffalo, New York, um, and kind of, like, we're going to stay here the whole time. Like, because okay, I think, yeah, yeah, cause yeah, I think yeah, this, sure. is, this is this, sure. it's crucial and a moment of silence to those families yeah. in Buffalo and in Texas um, in, the, in the people that lost loved ones, the trauma mm-hmm. that was caused by that. Um, just, 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 uh, just condolences to all of those families. Um, and, and just the victims. Um, but where do we go as a country from here, man, from, from, from you dealing with self-defense, with you dealing with policy around gun ownership and gun rights mm-hmm. and how we are all affected by it, you know, in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go, man. Look, well, first off, like you said, rest in peace to all of the victims that were affected um, by the recent shootings or both this year and, and, and times prior to, because there have been quite a few. Um, so I, I want to top it off with that, right, because these are human beings we talking about. Right. Um, I, I want to I start this off by framing this properly uh, with historical context. So the U.S., was founded on the genocide of Native Americans and the enslavement and 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 um, a violation of African peoples, right? Um, so this is a colony that was a place that was built um, on violence, particularly gun violence, because the advent of the gun allowed for the United States to exist. Um, I would even take it a step further um, and shout out to Gerald Horn, Professor Gerald Horn. I would even go so far as to say that um, this country was founded as a counter-revolution to um, what was then at the time an abolition movement 
um, that was growing. Um, not because Britain was some, you know, moral authority or anything, but, you know, the empire had no use, started to have less and less use for the institution of slavery. And so the colony that is known as the United States responded <laughs> with war, you know what I mean? Landowning class was like, no, nah, we still want to get money. We want to hold on to the institution of slavery. And so they continue to uh, fight back, and not only against the, the British to have their own, but they continue to genocide Native Americans and Africans, right? So we, and I bring that up to say that, like, to start this conversation off on violence abstractly without talking about the the violence that undergirds this country would be extremely dishonest. Right. Right. Um, as I mentioned before, in 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 this um, in, in my last interview, a little bit, um, because of that violence that that birthed this country. That shapes so much of the culture, mm -hmm. right? Before we get into the specifics of self-defense and firearms and things like that, this country is obsessed with violence because it is the embodiment of colonial genocidal violence. Mm -hmm. just, just, just period, right? So with, with that being said, as we talk about like uh, just what's happening in this country, without, without cutting, just cutting straight to it, what we're seeing is the chickens coming home to roost. Mm. And I say that because, and I say it in the spirit of Malcolm X, yeah. and even MLK had had a variation of that. And I say that because the violence that we are seeing now, and not just now, we've seen over time with mass shootings, the, the, the police shootings, things like that. This is a domestic form of the things that we are, that people are experiencing outside of our borders, whether we're talking about South America, the continent of Africa, throughout the Middle East, Asia, a lot of these things that we're seeing out there, this is that being reflected back into our space through our obsession with guns, through our obsession with violence and domination mm -hmm. and, and things like that. And there's a lot of elements that go into that, right? So I say that to say we have to start there. Right. Before we know where we're going, we got to know where we're coming from. Right. If we talk about this with that framing, then we have to get to the root of the problem. Right. right? <laughs> this empire structure works in such a way to where it, it it's the world's police because of its guns. It's got the biggest guns. You know right. what I mean? Thousands of military outposts. Uh, across the planet, billions um, of dollars, billions goes of dollars. Into the military gun lobby is the biggest, in, the biggest like force, one of the biggest forces in this country, right? Right? You know what I mean? So it, it's it's like if we're gonna talk about like ending gun violence, people frame it that way. You gotta go to where you're getting the guns from, and and let's be honest, where the police are getting their guns, where uh, uh, what we call the underground, the streets are getting their guns, where uh, the military is getting their guns come from the same place. Right. And and people don't want to draw that connection for so many reasons, but it comes from the same place. It's these it's these, these uh organizations, these corporations that are are uh based on war, defense contractors, things like that. So when we talk about this, we gotta make sure we frame things around that, right? With that being said, we get into these mass shootings. We we live in a country that is predicated on white domination, right. right? And I don't even want to say supremacy because that's not that's not the case. It's domination, right? White hate. I don't, even, I don't want to. Yeah, white hate. We don't want to speak. And 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 to be clear, hate isn't always an individual. Could we always frame it as this individual thing? Like right. I don't like black people. Right. It's it's systemic, 
right? right. And so um, black yeah. people can have can carry black hate, right? It, it well, I, let me rephrase that. Black people can carry white supremacy mannerism as well. Yeah, I can project my self hate. Pretty much, that's what it'd be for black folks. Exactly, and, you, and 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 that's why it's always important to frame it as systemic. systemic because, right. like, anytime when we engage in in intracommunal violence, that is a byproduct of internalized white domination, indoctrination. Right, right. Because the way in which it's done is is directly informed by that. Right, so. We we gotta we you can't you can't talk about this this issue with mass shootings when you're not when you're not talking about that. And I'll even go so far as to say even when we talk about the hat thing that happened in Texas, right? Right. We know that was an eighteen year old boy that was not that's Latinx, right? But the reality is the conditions that gave way for him to do that were predicated on these white supremacist structures. You were talking about, uh, I read somewhere that they were saying something about him being bullied for being poor and being bullied for, for, for who he is. How was he, what conditions put him in that position that even gave him the opportunity right. to be able to do that, right? right. Yeah, because if you're poor, how do you afford that type of weaponry. <laughs> right. Because that's one of the things right. that we want to do with, with the couple. When we educate our folks, it's not just learning how to shoot, but also you can ask more critical questions. Yeah. Okay, now that I know what this gun is, what that gun is, how is it that our kids are able to get that hot-powered rifle mm -hmm. and they ain't got no money like that? You know right. what I mean? And so then you can start connecting the dots. Right. You know, so so is, is, that, is that aspect. It's, uh, you know, going to Buffalo... <clears throat> You, it's a, it's a, it's a, the Buffalo is not being focused on for, because it, 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 it in so many ways embodies, uh, as one of my friends says, centuries and centuries of white domination into one moment. You got a grocery store in Buffalo that, that is one of the only grocery stores that those folks can go to. So you talking about a food apartheid, right? right. And I say I don't say desert because it doesn't lay the blame on where it needs to be. It's in a food apartheid. Right. So you got that space, and they're already congregated in that space. You got um, this situation where um, elders, elders were left vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you, you, you're talking about... Um, uh, uh, community and being able to take care of our, our, our elders. You got uh, needless to say poverty. You know what I mean? Because right. that's the only space. You don't have multiple areas where people can go go shop and stuff like that in that community. Right? So you're dealing with food injustices. You're, feeling, you're dealing with uh, uh, white supremacist terrorism. Mm -hmm. um, you're dealing with uh, again the, 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 gun, the gun lobby in such a way to where there's not an effective comprehensive response right thinking about it from a uh, from a perspective of self-defense a lot of our folks are vulnerable right so when we talk about the gun laws up in new york is the, yeah you, there is no you, there is no carry <laughs> some of the most strictest gun laws yeah. in the outside yeah. of california yeah. which we know historically is anti-black in practice, of, right? You know what Panthers. I mean? Panthers, mm -hmm. so many other formations, you know what I mean? But especially in California, like when we talk about the Mulford Act and stuff like that, like a lot of those gun control laws, and, and I actually uh, read a, a, a amicus brief about um, New York stop and frisk and a lot of the uh, strict gun po policies. Mm -hmm. A very small percentage, and I'm talking less than 1%, of people who got pulled, who, who were who were uh, who that law was enforced on, were um, were white. 
I'm yeah. talking about like 99 point something, something, something was us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like even when, when you get your well-meaning liberal friends, it's like, oh, we need more stricter gun control, blah, 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 blah. Who is that going to get enforced on? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, it, you know, if we talking about this moment with defund the police, which is a very powerful statement because it's focusing on reallocating money towards um, um, the things that we actually need that will actually keep us safe, like housing, the community-based services, community control, mm -hmm. um, things that we need so that people can have their own self-determined power. You can't say that and then turn around and be like, oh, well, you know, gun control. Because guess what? Who's going to have to enforce those laws? Mm -hmm. Who's going to get money to enact those laws, to make those, to be pushed on the people who are going to be disproportionately black? The police. Right. right. And... How far does gun control go? Does it go? Does it just go to the everyday community member, mm -hmm. or does it trickle down to the police as well and to the military? Like how? Like and, and that's the thing because yeah. if we know historically, <laughs> if, we, if, we, if we know historically, right, the structure of of, of policing is mm has -hmm. been historically more harmful to black and brown folks, you know. And they and 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 we got we could have the possibility to have guns, right? Mm -hmm. Now they know. Oh, they don't even have guns. They don't have no way to defend themselves. They don't. Have, they don't have nothing. And we still get to keep our guns, right? You know, they they'll find a reason. They'll find a way to still shoot, mm -hmm. harm, invoke excessive force. Mm -hmm. All of these things because history tells us that's what's that's that's what's going to happen. One of the. Uh there's 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 a workshop that I went to and one of the uh, in the conversation they define government mm -hmm. as a ruling body that has a sole monopoly on violence. Mm. So what you're describing a ruling body that has sole monopoly on, on violence. violence, meaning that they mm. get to dictate who can and cannot engage mm. in violence mm. based on what they say. And for people who we study economics, so mm -hmm. let's help people understand. 70% of anything you own that mean, or a percentage of any market, that means you're a monopoly. Mm -hmm. Just Absolutely. so people don't know. So that means if 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 it was a company and they they control 70% of the market in that in that sector, they're a monopoly. So, and in this case, when we're, we're, we're talking about the state, where the mm -hmm. state owns all, <laughs> all, all the yeah, monopoly, yeah. All <laughs> the mon and they get to, they may be able to dictate who can engage in violence through the <laughs> Second Amendment, through through various self-defense laws and stuff like that, but they are the, right. the, are the they, ones who yeah. monopolize violence, which is the reason why you can't have a conversation around like defense, you know, when it comes to like like the police stuff like that, because the state has a monopoly. They they making the laws, they're doing everything. You, the agents of the state, right? right. So so when we talk about uh, that, that's the thing that I always get with people who are just like oh gun control. I'm like, why don't you extend that to right. the police? Yeah. Or when you talk about that, why don't you and. Because let's be honest, the military is the global police. Right. Why don't you extend that to how we, uh, how and who and where we bombing and shooting at? Right. You know what I mean? Should it should it should it even be violence control instead of gun control? I, I wouldn't even frame it as control. Honestly, just just purely is is decolonization. Mm. Like and that and that that's a large that is a large uh, multi century the demand and, and, and call for action because there is no way that you can honestly address this issue without 
redefining who and what has power. Right. Right? Because you can, if you take gun control to its logical conclusion, again, you implement these policies to where it's harder to get these weapons. These people that are engaging in mass shootings, um, they are still going to get guns, mm -hmm. whether legally or, le or illegally. Um, they are um, sometimes... <laughs> The other thing we're not talking about too is these people aren't lone wolves. Right. They're 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 being trained whether it's in uh, 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 you know underground organizations. Right. Uh, whether they're military because a lot of some of former, them are military, yeah. former military veterans. Yep. You know, and, and who don't get treatment, who don't get what they need. Right. right. Um. Well, you you no matter how much you try to engage that and restrict that control, you're not going to stop the those bullets. When they go off. Right. You know what I mean? And so that's why for me, part of the answer, not the entirety of the answer, but part of the answer is creating some degree of community resilience to where we can say, how can we immediately deal with that issue there? Mm -hmm. Right. I've had some friends that are like, oh, well, you know, uh, good guy with the gun. And don't get me wrong. Like, I, I, I understand the pushback when, you know, U.S. conservatives start talking about good guy with the gun. I get why people immediately are like, no. Nah. Training does matter. I, I mean, otherwise we wouldn't be doing what we doing. Like let's 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 cut this uh, binary conversation out. It's not an either or. Right. Training does matter. Matter of fact, um, and it's kind of being drowned out of the discourse right now. But there was a recent story about this woman, and I want to say it was in Florida, but I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. This woman um, had her pistol. It was a party. It was a guy that came with an AR-15 and was shooting at the party. She had her pistol, pulled it out, got shot him, took him out. Stopped what could have been another mass shooter. Right. You know what Massacre. I mean? Right. I mean, this woman, and I don't know anything about this woman, but I'm presuming she at least had enough competency to know how to identify the threat point, aim, shoot. That matters. Yeah. You know what I mean? The reality is there are people who are alive. No one was injured either. Mm. And, the, and the reality is, like, you know, uh, mass shootings are chaotic. They're unpredictable. Mm -hmm. All these things. It you're not gonna. It's not guaranteed that you're gonna always be on top or everything. But when you train, you increase the likelihood right. that that can happen. You give people options. You right. know what I mean. So um, you know that that that's why for me one of the more immediate answers to that is being able to train community members in. You know, not just and, and not just pistol. Right. I'm talking stop the bleed. Right. I'm talking CPR, right? Because right. those are more important even than the pistol. Because you got to be able to save a life before you get into all that other stuff. So I'm gonna throw this at you, Denzel. Mm -hmm. Now, because depending on the skull of your your skin. The mm -hmm. experience in this country is different. Your experience in right. the world is different. Absolutely. But since we are living here geographically in the United States, mm -hmm. your experience is different here. And we know that a black person with a gun, a brown person with a gun, is approached differently than a white person with a gun. Absolutely. Or an Asian person with a gun, right? Mm -hmm. And so if I'm police and I hear, wow, Denzel just started this community self-defense training and it involves guns, because of the implicit biases that's embedded in the police system, mm -hmm. I'm already on armed threats. So now if I have to get a call into that area, I'm already in the back of my mind, oh, they do um, self-defense training with guns there. So wherever I'm going out there, 
they have guns. Mm-hmm. So I might be more um, likely to start shooting before asking questions. Mm-hmm. How do we navigate that? And I think that's one of the things like I, I think we, I, we should discuss is how do we stay safe and stay dangerous? Mm-hmm. Because clearly when you have something like Buffalo happen, mm-hmm. Like at when that happened, mm-hmm. now you know I tend to try to follow all of the carrying laws, right? Mm-hmm. But me starting to ignore those signs that says you know that with the gun direct, no guns allowed in certain places. Ah, mm-hmm. you know that that are grocery store like. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, think I might risk it this time because of what like this trauma, mm-hmm. and I'm black mm-hmm. and. I could be a target just simply because of that, mm-hmm. right? How can community in general, but specifically even more so black folks, mm-hmm. be able to walk around and be safe and stay dangerous and stay safe just simultaneously um, and still just, just remain alive? Yeah. You know, because it's, 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 it's dangerous being black. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous, it's dangerous and brave. Mm-hmm. And so... And it's, it could be a tug of war because yeah. we got to understand the realities, but we also got to understand the realities. Right, right. <laughs> you know, right. can you can you take us through that a little bit? And which and what's your thoughts on that with just just the just the psychological trauma one may face, even if you've never been in a gunfight, had a gun, anything, but just seeing it so much because mm-hmm. of social media, have mass communication um, circulates around them because of mm-hmm. internet, like. How can we? How can we stay 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 safe and stay dangerous uh, as a community, as a whole, and then as Black folks? Because mm-hmm. our experience is different. So, what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to take a step back from the the, the firearm, and I'm going to okay. talk about self defense. Okay. And then I'm going to put that in context. Okay. So remember, one of the things I always want to emphasize wherever I'm at, guns are one of many tools. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all. You know what I mean? Right. Guns, guns ain't gonna be able, and and purely in the context of self defense, gun ain't gonna be the answer for every matter, right? Right. So, and the gun being that it's a tool is an extension of the person. If this person isn't prepared, I don't care what type of gun you got. If you don't, if you're not prepared, you're not gonna be able to use it properly. Right. So the first thing that you have to uh, uh, be aware of is your environment, right? So when I say the environment, I say that uh, as a loaded term. Where you live, right? What state you live in, what city you live in, what are the laws around self-defense? What are, uh, and, and self-defense don't just mean firearms. Mm-hmm. This is self-defense. When you are attacked or, or engaged or there's lethal or, or physical harm, what, what are those laws, right? Okay. And then you get out of the legal realm. What, what's your environment like? Mm-hmm. Do, does shit pop off in your area regularly? Mm-hmm. Where are the hot spots at? Where are the areas that you can go? You know what I mean? What are your, even when you have to uh, uh, navigate certain areas, what are the exits? What are the routes out? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, who's with you? Right. Who's with you? Who's in your environment, right? right. Um, and, and there's training around these things. Like, like what, what, how are people moving? Are people kind of, you know what I mean? Kind of ducked off like, you know, they, they they looking around like they about to do something. Paying attention to body language. Paying attention to body language. You know what I mean? Um, uh, what can you have on you? 
right? So you were talking about a place that was, you know, a gun-free zone or a private re- business that don't allow you to carry and stuff like that. Okay, cool. What can you carry, right? So again, it goes back into what state you live in, what city you live in. Can you walk? Can you have your knife? Mm-hmm. Can you have your pepper spray, mm-hmm. right? Can you can you um, taser or ta- taser, right? Mm-hmm. If you a martial, can you can you scrap? Right. You know what I mean? Because again, your greatest weapon is actually your body. Right. You know what I mean? All all you, you need your body to use all the rest of that stuff. Right. So like like you know those are the things you got to consider as well. And and your primary focus is to stay safe and get away from the danger Mm -hmm. right you're not trying to create danger you're not trying to necessarily go to it unless you absolutely have to your idea is to get away the the, uh, fights you will 100 win all the time are the ones you ain't got to be there for right so so that should be the primary focus and you you think about those things before you get to that now when we start thinking about like uh, measures and skills that we need to get there. Again, before you even get to the gun, do you know how to deal with an injury if you have an injury, mm-hmm. right? And I ain't even just talking about bullet wounds or stuff, cuts. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if somebody have a stroke or heart or a heart attack or, or di- a, a diabetic uh, situation, you know what I mean? Do you have the first aid, CPR, AED, mm-hmm. stop the bleed skills to do that? Because before you even get to a gun, it's of stuff that's self-defense too right you know what i mean like your folks might be dealing with something or you may be running into something essentially we all need to go through some type of ems that's what <laughs> right. i'm saying that's like, what i'm saying yeah. like, like people yeah. like like again you, you talk about the obsession of, of of guns in this country and we we ain't even really getting into the full holistic aspect of self-defense you got to be able to f- plug a hole before you can make a hole you know what right. i mean so right. it's like you like can you do those things right then once we doing that, okay, all right. Now we can talk about marksmanship. Then we can talk about defensive pistol, uh, uh, gun fighting. You know what I mean? Uh, fighting while injured. Uh, you know, uh, grant. And, and there's so many avenues to 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 fighting, in particular gun fighting, that people think they think, oh yeah, I'm just gonna shoot a piece of paper. No, you got to learn how to fight from uh, defense. You got to learn how to fight uh, with a gun when you're on the ground, mm-hmm. why you injured. Right. You know what I mean? Because that's real life yeah. with more than one person. You know, so, so, and I say all that to say not to overwhelm people, but to say it's a skill set that you got to make a part of your daily life. Right. You know what I mean? It, ain't, it can't just be, oh, I'm going to go to this gun store off of, uh, like off somewhere and then uh, get my license, right. take a class somewhere, and then I'm done. Nah. No, know what you know what you like making me think about is nobody thinks when they go into any type of fight mm-hmm. that they could they one that they're gonna lose or two that they could be hurt. Right. So how do you respond to that? Because you just probably just I'm gonna go in here, I'm gonna whoop his ass or whoop her ass, and that's gonna be it. Well, you might get your you ass whooped. Exactly. <laughs> and, and guess what? You and, and let's 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 take let's say you win. You might win. But they might have more than one person with them. Right. Or they might be able to get up, come with a weapon. What you going to do then? Or right. you may have won, but now you bleeding. Right. And stuff like that. So it's like, how do you how do you accommodate for all of the very real things? And, and my point is, it's like, if you know, just using common sense, if you know you ain't, you, you ain't finna be Bruce Lee when you come out of one 
kung fu class right. and you understand it takes years and years to get to a solid place mm -hmm. why do we think that's any different with a firearm Mm. You know what I mean? Like, if we really understand that gun fighting is fighting, right. and we understand fighting takes a, that's a skill you got to really get good at, right. people for some reason think that just goes away when you talk about firearms because all I got to do is press. That's not true. Right. It's not true. And so, like, I say that to say, like, you got to make it a part of your lifestyle, like tying your shoes. Like, mm. there was a point where, you know, when you was a kid, you struggled to tie your shoes, you had to think about it, you had to right. keep doing it. But after a while, it's just innate. do it like it's nothing so you have to treat that like that and that's why you know the middle tennessee black gun club dynastic arts surreal self-defense that's why we're here because we want to make it second nature because now the, the whole united states at this point right mm -hmm. we, we've seen this enough um i love violence right in, mm -hmm. in various forms but we're gonna keep it at gun violence because of just what's happened recently, yeah, yeah yeah right for sure everything that you just missed in it seems like, okay, you see something enough, like, okay, communities need to start preparing for this to happen because it's happening too often, right? Mm -hmm. And that's basically EMS course, self-defense training in all type of ways, and, and every, it's different levels, right? Mm -hmm. every, or some type of protocol for communities mm -hmm. to have, stores to have, um, leadership in those stores when things happen or occur, um, like a grocery store. Mm -hmm. When you think, man, you know, I should be able to just come in, do my job, if I'm a supervisor, hey, you make sure you get the carts, you make sure you restock the bags and mm -hmm. the canned goods and everything. I should be worried about, I shouldn't have to worry about, okay, where there's, you know, an armed shooter on site. Mm -hmm. what, do, what do I do? Seems like that needs to be implemented in human resources at this point mm -hmm. on all levels, um, from community level to an organizational, institutional level. Uh, just like we prepare for tornado drills mm -hmm. and, and hurricanes and, you know, just bad weather. Mm -hmm. Seems like we need these, these things to start becoming innate, especially with the leaders, adults, um, people that's in, you know, positions of power at these establishments. Um, have you had people, probably before, but ever, even now, is that something that you think organizations, businesses and stuff start be reaching out to folks like yourself? and the Middle Tennessee Black Gun Club and other um, organizations that do this work to train mm -hmm. them and their staff. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Especially black ones, you know, especially in Nashville. Right. I don't know how we, some people forgot about this, but there was a bombing on Christmas yeah. two years ago. Was it two years ago? Yeah, two years ago, yep. wasn't it? <clears throat> All right, well, technically, three, a little, yeah, a little Almost, more two years yeah. ago. That... That's that's a that's an issue, you know right. what I mean? And we had, I mean, and we've had a shooting for like, we, you know, we've had our we had the Waffle House shooting, you know right. what I mean? One of my friends was one of the folks that was impacted by that. Like, we we this is real, you know what I mean? This just hit me. Yeah, this just hit me because us as a country cry wolf every time something like this happens, mm -hmm. right? But it's been happening so long. Yep. Right. It's been happening to black folks even longer. Right, since we came over here, violence, we've just been harmed. Mm -hmm. But it has happened so long. We cry wolf for a extended period of time and say we need change, woof the woo, and then every every things go back to normal. Mm -hmm. I really think I ain't no thing. I know Americans are obsessed with, with harm. Right. Right. Because it's just like everything is centered around punishment and harm mm -hmm. in this country anyway, right? Many things. From from elementary school <laughs> to prison. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's a punishment centered society that we live in. Mm -hmm. 
And so I think Americans really need to, United States, people living in the United States, Americans, really need to, to do some soul searching on how much they really care about, like, people being harmed in violence. Mm-hmm. Because, if we, like, I, even the um, the Sandy... Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are white kids. Mm-hmm. You know, right? And so and we know when white folks are harmed, things mm-hmm. tend to... Something things begin proactive. Things start to happen and change. Look at the fentanyl issue. Right, right. Fentanyl, right. You know, opioid. Right. You know, right? Versus the crack right. era. Right. Things, you know, when white people start getting harmed, things start to change a little bit. Mm-hmm. But that ain't been the case with, with, with gun violence um, in this country. So I don't really, I don't really know how much people really care about the harm and for the long term mm-hmm. because it's been happening so long, and I think we're probably subconsciously mm-hmm. just desensitized. It's like, oh, this is this is what happened here. Like, yeah, like this is it happens. Adjusted uh, to the crooked yeah, room. Yeah, we, we exactly. Mm-hmm. And so for people that's because of this issue, they're saying we just need to get rid of guns. Mm-hmm. We need. And you touched on this a little bit. Um, like, is abolishment? Mm-hmm. You know, is is that the best answer? I'm 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 gonna throw you off with this one. I'm actually with him. I, I if 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 there was a way we could do that, even knowing that there's more guns and people in this, in this country, mm-hmm. yeah, knowing knowing the nature of this country and everything, how it's founded, how it currently is, I I'd be for that. But here's the thing: if you're gonna do that, you need to disarm the police. Mm. You need to disarm the military. Mm. You need to disarm these uh, non-state militia groups that uh, white supremacists or, or, or genocidal in nature. You are going to have to um, disarm nukes and the military uh, stations that are all across the planet. Um, and you would have to figure out a way to disarm the rest of the world. For me, if you're gonna disarm, you need to, everybody needs to disarm, and and I mean everybody. Well, we know that's not happening, and we know that's not happening, right? <laughs> especially especially now the military level, right? Right, we know that's, that's not the happening. The whole purpose they have so, is to be armed. So 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 because we know that right. it's not happening, right? <laughs> like because we know that's not happening, the question then becomes for me. It's like I, I I treat it like I think about it like how we should be approaching sex. Okay. Right. Sex is part of, you know, I mean, it's part of human experience. There should be uh, a programming in schools and things such that people learn comprehensively what it is biologically, what it can look like, things we can do to protect ourselves, keep ourselves safe, the diseases that exist out there, how do we address those things? Because that exists regardless of how you feel. You know what I mean? Whether you love it or hate it, it's there. You know what I mean? I think because of the nature of the United States and firearms, I feel like there should be an exact same thing. Like everybody, you don't never have to own a gun in your life, but, you need but everybody need to learn the rules of firearm safety. They need to understand what a gun is because a lot of people can't even tell you what a gun is, mm-hmm. including people who love guns. Mm-hmm. So knowing what it is and what it isn't, the history around, the real history mm-hmm. behind it, knowing uh, uh, the companies. Mm-hmm. That are that are they're responsible for the industries, including the defense contractors. Right. So people know exactly what all this is connected to. Knowing knowing uh, the different classifications, because I'm I'm sorry. Before we even get into the nuanced conversation, 
everybody don't even have the same set of facts. If I hear assault rifle one more time, <laughs> dog, like, like, okay, an AR-15 is a just a popular firearm in the country. AR means Armalite. That's the company that it came with. It does not mean assault rifle. It is a semi-automatic firearm. Right. It is not a, a, a fully automatic firearm. Folks who are listening, who don't know nothing about guns, please don't know this. And by by obsessing over that gun, you all you're going to do is move the goalpost. So people, you say, okay, let's get rid of AR-15. It's cool. One, that was modeled after a military version of, of, of that firearm. So all people are going to do is shift to another uh, rifle that is going to do the same thing, if not more, right? AR-15. That's what I'm saying. I mean, uh, um, AK-47. AK-47. You, you, you got, I mean, right. uh, the, the, M, the uh, M, well, we got M16. Like, M16, so many, yep. it's like, it's like, you, it, so it's not the, the model. Like, and, and I say that to say people have to start mm-hmm. with the same set of facts. Like, this is what a gun is. Right. These are the type of guns you have. Pistol, revolver, uh, uh, rifle, shotgun, and they have categories within that. Knowing, like, the basics. Mm-hmm. Then let's talk about, okay, uh, how, do we, how do we curb some of this stuff to some degree? You know right. what I mean? Which, if you're doing it honestly, you're not just going to stay on guns. You know what right. I mean? But, like, I think, I think having that... Having a program where people can have the same stuff, mm-hmm. have the same like like understanding that would that would that would actually save a lot of lives, believe it or not. Because even when you think about the gun community, like so many people in that community, there's so many people that don't train, that right. don't know the basics. Right. Like forget forget whether you love guns or not. The people who love guns, there's a lot of people who don't have those basic fundamentals. It's a difference, I think, between gun community and gun owner. Right. <laughs> right, it can it can be. Yeah, it can. It can be. I think be. some people like I think it's probably a lot of people who are gun owners, mm-hmm. right? Then there's there's people who are in the gun community that who identify, identify like, and you know, know it. It's a, a part training. of their identity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. And that and and I mean, what you're talking about is different between people who see it as a tool, right? And people who see it as their like who they are. Right. You know what I mean? So. I'm gonna go ahead and call it right now. Mm-hmm. There, there will be other mass shootings. We know, we know this. It might not be in a grocery store. It might not be in the school. It might be in a in an office. And we don't want it to happen. We don't want but, it. But, but, that, yeah, but that's but just the way the conditions if are. If we look at the stats, if we right. look at it historically, it's right. going to happen here in the United States. Right. Or whatever, right? It might be a smaller scale, but mm-hmm. somebody out there is going to go grab a gun and try to shoot some folks, mm-hmm. you know, just to put it plainly simple. Um, and that can happen at any moment. Mm-hmm. It's happening beyond our borders. Yeah, 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 exactly. And within them. So. Exactly, exactly. And so I want to I want to touch on that a little bit <laughs> in, in a minute beyond the border stuff because they kind of goes back to the you know the roosters coming home. Yeah, yeah. Um. So is there really anything like realistically outside of the things that you already mentioned mm-hmm. as far as being prepared mm-hmm. and making yourself kind of just most prepared to know how to respond when these things happen mm-hmm. there's we really can't stop it from happening right we can only prepare for it would you say that's a true statement or outside of like abolishment and going all the way down to the core or like so the short term answer is you can prepare you can prepare to respond but you can't um, prevent 
I think long term you you could. Okay. I'm gonna say you could, and okay. this is why I embrace. For example, I embrace the politics that I embrace. I'm an abolitionist, like police right. prison. I am a person who uh, uh, is big on uh, building self determined communities. You know right. what I mean, like that. That believes that you know uh, if we address people's needs directly um, instead of obsessing and taking pleasure and punishment mm -hmm. then we can eliminate a large majority of the issues that we have That's right so 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 i would say beyond the immediate preparation um of the things that i mentioned training all that and doing it in a group join an organization join an organization and not just any organization join an organization that understands this as an outgrowth of how this country was started mm -hmm. Join an organization that, with that analysis, understands that we can't just see this as an individual issue, but mm -hmm. we have to see this as an issue of empire. Right? Mm -hmm. This this is a continuation of a culture that has been that is that is informed by chattel enslavement, capitalism, genocide of Native Americans, all of these things, and it manifests into these instances of mass shootings, of mass death, uh, of, 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 of just like uh, disinterest, the worship of death. Let's just, keep, let's just call it what it is. If you join an organization that's doing work to create, to change the conditions that lead mm -hmm. to these mass shootings, whether it's fighting a food apartheid, fighting the environmental justice factors that cause people to want to do this, fighting a... Uh, 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 working exploitative conditions that that lead people to say hey, i ain't got nothing so i'm about to just go run it up um you you address all of those things you know what i mean um changing us defunding the uh, overly funded police departments so that that money can go towards uh resources that people need if you join an organization that's doing network on top of addressing the immediate safety concerns you are going to uh, over time, eliminate the conditions that'll greatly diminish or or get rid of those mass shootings. Yeah, I I, I agree with you, and 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 it's not an either or too, because I yeah. think what happens is, and I don't think this is intentional. I think when we in mainstream conversations, people always characterize it as, oh, we can do this long term work, or no, no, we got to immediately address doing both and both yeah i mean there's plenty plenty of people throughout history that have done both i mean people love to talk about the panthers right y'all talk about the guns that they have but they have free breakfast programs they had they, they uh took community control of education they did all these other things and so like we have to be a part of efforts and organizations that do both locally you got the black nashville assembly right they, they're part of they're doing that what we are doing that work um, in a way to, through assemblies and like uh, having black folks in the city name what they need, mm -hmm. what the crises are, how we can build a policy and community-based agenda to address those things and mm -hmm. change those conditions, right? And you also have organizations like Middle Tennessee Black Gun Club and so many others who are uh, addressing how can we keep ourselves safe in right. the immediate sense, you know? And these issues are so big. Right. Right. Even... Like and I'm I'm, I'm still in some theater Murphy, mm -hmm. shout out to theater. Even to when Thita. when even when you have organizations that might not be doing the same thing, mm -hmm. right? But they're working towards the same goal. Like they're so big. Like they eventually they'll meet and like you just get them from both ends mm -hmm. in a sense. Um, right? Uh, Path might be working on housing. 
and black national assemblies working on a black political agenda. Mm -hmm. You know, at some point, you know, of course, at some at some point, like it'll all make sense and it's all going to the greater good. Mm -hmm. You know, um, not to say parts of the element. Different parts of the element. So I think that's important to put out there too. Like you don't have to pick and choose. A particular side to be on right or you right. don't have to pick a side and have to be little another side mm -hmm. it's like no what you're doing is great what they're doing is great mm -hmm. and my whole thing is as long as you're doing something mm -hmm. and you're not and you're not intentionally harming folks mm -hmm. like i i can i can i can talk to you i can yeah. i can be with that um because i think that's what's important i think a lot of times and we you hear this in the malcolm and martin kind of like kind of debate or whatever mm -hmm. like people try to choose which one had the best um kind of platform or they methodology. never were you know like, at the same it doesn't it it, they, it doesn't matter and i would like, really challenge folks <laughs> honestly like as one now that you said that read read malcolm x's final speeches mm -hmm. like there's a book called malcolm x final speech in 1965 and then if you look at dr king's work whether you're talking about um uh, chaos of community, where do we go from here, why we can't wait. Read the actual words of these mm -hmm. folks and yeah. you recognize how they were parallel in each other. I mean, right. I read, a, it's funny, when I was at Morehouse, I read in the archives a letter that Malcolm X had sent Martin, Dr. King, when he was in Florida uh, dealing with some white races on the beach. Malcolm said, yo, look, I support what you're doing. If you need me to send a couple soldiers down there to protect y'all, you just say the word. You know what I mean? Because mm. they, they understood right. that they that they were fighting the same fight because right. they had they were approaching the same politic, right? right. Um, yeah, they, they, in, earlier in their evolution, there was some some conflict, but people so get so caught up in the verses. Yeah. It's not a the versus. versus. And Stop that's the they, verses. It's not, like, it's, it's not a versus. And... Yeah. and we get caught up in, you know, I, I, and I, and I really, it's hard for me to really dislike people, but I really dislike folks that are sitting on the bench yeah. and say, man, if I was in the game, if I was in the Z, I would have dunked that shit. I would have mm. threw, I would have threw it for sixty yards. Get in the game and do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, not, but not even like, like I don't care if you in the game, and you throw for ten yards. That's ten yards we didn't have. Right. That's five. That's two yards we didn't have. That's true. And so, and 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 and, and that's my thing, and that's when I, that's what I would like to encourage people, like. Like don't don't talk about what somebody is not doing because mm -hmm. they're not doing it in the way that you would. You do it their way mm -hmm. and let them do it the way that they're doing because they're actually putting in work. And y'all might meet and collaborate sometime. But if y'all know y'all, if y'all don't cool, y'all are both still doing something mm -hmm. to move community ahead. And I just think that I just think that's crucial, um, especially at a time like this where it's a lot of different social perspectives mm -hmm. social change perspectives uh which is which is which is okay and i love exploring that mm -hmm. right this is what we do here we exploring mm -hmm. the perspectives of social change uh but we never say nah they're not doing it right or nah they i would do it no nah, like hey, we're gonna they doing something they champion yeah and, and i think part of that too um and one note or nuance i want to add to that is like you, uh, uh, somebody I know calls it tactical unity, like mm. where like mm. you know that there are some people who have very deferring ideologies, right? Right? Like, uh, just, just I'm just throw it out there. You got if you got some folks that identify as socialists or identify as capitalists, there's some things they gonna fundamentally 
I mean, you you got different aims. Right. Now I'm not saying now when I say tactical, you need, there may just so happen to be a point where there might be a campaign where there might be converging interests, like locally or something right. like that. Like they may not want you know a certain company to take over a certain thing. Um, and I'm re- being real rough with that example because yeah. oftentimes those are fundamentally different groups. But like. Um, there are moments where people can 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 work together for sure. And I also think I I don't think we should necessarily or always run away from ideological like debates and going back and forth because the reality is that di- di- different approaches have different conclusions. Mm-hmm. Um, and this and it's supposed to be a constant experiment, right? You're supposed to know, okay. What what do, what what do we know works? What doesn't work? Why does it? Why why do we believe this? Why don't we believe this? Like like why why does this not work? Why does that not work? Like let let's let's have those conversations. Yeah, yeah, constructively. Constructive, constructively, yeah. and because yeah. I think I think because if we're more clear about that, mm-hmm. then I think we can have more honest conversations about where we at, <clears throat> and then where we can show up. You I know agree. what I mean? To your point. So I think I, I, I just wanted to name that because. When anytime we talk about unity, we also got to ask the questions under what conditions? Because mm-hmm. unity, unity always has something you go under, right? right? So, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm yeah, with no, you. no, and I, and I, and I have a moral code. Everybody don't have this moral code, mm-hmm. but I have a code um, in general, but specifically with black folks. Mm-hmm. If I know um, me and you have different ideologies. Mm-hmm. Or fundamental ideologies on things and we've trying to accomplish the same thing and somebody asked me what do you think about what Denzel is doing over here I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bash you yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. do, I, this, yeah. it's just I, mm. I'm just not gonna do that and I might not I might know I might know like Denzel is just mm-hmm. really just just really fucking up right now mm-hmm. <laughs> but we can have a sit down like this mm-hmm. and say Denzel man like I see I see you doing this um help me understand like mm-hmm. kinda, like yeah. what is that a, how's that like because I'm seeing it differently, but I might not understand your full your your full picture. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I think we should we should. That's a, I just think that's a stay on yeah, code. Yeah, yeah, stay I, on I, code. I would, love, I, I would love that actually. Stay that would that, 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 <laughs> that, that is we gotta stay on code. That, that's a great practice because I mean, yeah, yeah, historically when you yeah. don't do that, you know, uh, you that's create how that tension. That's you mm-hmm. just die. You know what I mean? So, and then people take sound bites. Yeah, you know, like you know, like Martin and Mouth. People mm-hmm. are just taking sound bites and stuff. And not listening not looking, to the full conversation or not digging into the archives mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Man, um, so. I want. I want to. I want to. I want to pivot back to to to, yeah, to violence. For sure. For sure. For sure. You know, pivot back to violence. So <clears throat> here we are. A couple. I don't even think it's a week removed from the Texas mass shooting. Nope. Nope. You know, a couple weeks removed from the Buffalo grocery store shooting. Mm-hmm. Um. People are feeling different ways. Right. About what we should do as a as a country Mm -hmm. um what does it look like going forward Mm -hmm. with a lot of different policies Mm -hmm. um here in nashville we got the mayoral election we got some council elections yep yep and then 2024 presidential Mm -hmm. we got we still got judicial and uh, gubernatorial oh yeah in august yep yep Yep. you're right still got judicial and and, uh the house Mm -hmm. uh, and senate um Mm -hmm. and so you know, these are policy making <laughs> positions, <laughs> right? These are what things uh yes or no budgets, money and all yeah. that stuff. Um, so the next 
<clears throat> two years is crucial. Mm, absolutely. Um, absolutely. What are you forecasting, man? What do you foresee? Um, what What are you foreseeing? The way our country mu- moving is the temperament of everything, um, and kind of yeah, man. What just what, what are your thoughts on that? And how how are how are you and you know Black National Assembly? Mm-hmm. You know, dynastic arts. <laughs> Middle season C black gun all the all the yeah, organizations yeah, and yeah. this community um that you that you that you take part in man like how how are we preparing for this what are your thoughts on this what are, what are some things people should be thinking about even if you're not you know telling people what to think what are people should be considering yeah, yeah. um at this moment so I, I so I'm gonna start with my assessment of how I see things as they are mm-hmm. and then I'll talk a little bit about uh what what I, I want people to think about. I think where we are, um, I think we're still seeing the backlash to 2020. Um, 2020 was a very pivotal moment, and it could have been even more pivotal had more people been organized, because um, we would have seen a fundamental shift in the country and arguably the planet. Um, I think that we are seeing a yeah right wing backlash right now and it's 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 through the mass shootings through uh the 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 taking of different local offices throughout the country right um here the redistricting mm-hmm. um because we already live in a super majority gop yeah. uh, state um republicans dominate and not even and, and even within the party you have the people who are part of the the, the far far right the 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 extremists the fascists mm-hmm. um that are taking seats or going for seats um and you see them engaged in a lot of uh violence terroristic violence um I, I don't think we'll see the last of that um i'm very concerned about 2024 in particular uh, shoot, before we even get there, I'm concerned about August and November mm-hmm. for our elections. Um, I think that uh, what we're also seeing, too, um, and this isn't new, but I think we're seeing a, 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 an attempt to shrink people's imaginations about what's possible. Mm. right? So to go on from that 2020 moment that had a lot of potential, a lot of that got absorbed by these... Uh, you know, um, and that, and it's no, no casting the work that anybody else is doing, but a lot of these uh, possibilities shrunk from abolitionists rethinking power and community having power to these diversity, equity, inclusion things that are very corporate and don't really get to, don't ever get to the thing. Hey, you know, we got a great value Juneteenth ice cream. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> June and like the fact that I, you know another one of our things is being corporatized. I mean, and again, this is the problem. What? I think I think like this is what happens when you ask to be recognized by the same federal government and corporations that exploit us, right? But that's a whole another segment. Like right. um, we're, we're seeing a lot of that potential get exploited and commodified and co-opted right um and then you hear all these this noise about oh defund doesn't work well if it didn't work you wouldn't be having it in your mouth you know what i mean so they wouldn't be a part of these conversations uh we're seeing a lot of promises or we're seeing a lot of i think we're also seeing with even with the democrats we are seeing uh that you know they not only are they not doing shit as they never have but like 
they banked off of our votes to keep Trump out and are doing a lot of the things that Trump was already doing. You know what I mean? Like giving more money to police, uh, uh, not canceling loans, not not doing any of these things. Like it's again, hard to tell the difference. It's hard. It's hard to tell the difference. I mean, you have a face. I mean, and shoot, we got the architect of the uh, of the ninety four crime bill that's the president right now. Like, you know. So again, like. We have all these things, and there's this constant attack on those of us who are farther left, who are who are abolitionists, who are people who want community-based power. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. actually addressing people's resource uh, needs directly. Um, that's happening, right? I also also recognize that a lot of people are making a lot of leeway and doing a lot of dope stuff that we've never seen before. Here in Nashville, you ain't never heard this much conversation about defund, abolition, right. community control stuff right. until we really had that this budget fights we had recently, yeah. right? Um, hesitation. Yeah, they, exactly. I mean, like, uh, you, you, we're, we're in a place, and this isn't just exclusive to Nashville, where people are actually talking about things like the guaranteed basic income. Right. You know, shout out to Nashville Economic Justice Alliance and moving Nashville forward. Mm-hmm. Like, you have places talking about um, um, talk, like creating mutual aid networks, including Nashville, creating mutual aid networks to d- directly address people's needs and getting people to think, well, you know, if we can do this, why can't we get our city, city uh, council and our mayors to allocate money towards resources and on um, programs controlled and, 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 and run by community that directly address our needs instead of just throwing our people behind bars? You're giving people's imaginations and starting to expand. Right. And so with that being said, I would really encourage people, given all of these things, this, this mixed bag, to really challenge yourself to think about, like, why is it that you don't communities don't have direct control over our taxpayer dollars, right? Mm-hmm. When thinking about it from a policy or a campaign perspective, why is it that you don't have direct control? Why do you feel? Why is it that you have city council who are in the pockets of corporations and all these other entities who have who are buying up um, uh, housing, mm-hmm. making it unaffordable, not mm-hmm. just in Nashville but especially in Nashville, who are um, making health co- health uh, uh, costs ridiculously unaffordable. Who are uh, investing in 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 in, in encouraging hyper policing in areas that don't really need it. They really need more preventative resources. Right. Um, why why are we why are we okay with that? Right. right? What type? And the thing I want to ask people is what makes you feel safe? Right. And I guarantee you, if you if you go down the list of all these things, food, housing. Clothing, solid education, healthcare, transportation, reliable transportation, uh, uh, you know, uh, resources for children and elders, things like that. None of that revolve, involves police and prisons. None of that involves police and prisons. I mean, even when we talk about the most egregious things, where rape, murder, all of these things like that, when you address those and you are able to put those people in places where we can actually address those things while also addressing the harm that's been done in a transformative or restorative justice lens, you realize that the things that we got now ain't what we wanted and are not dictated by us. So how the question I want to pose to people is how can we create ways, whether it's through public policy, whether it's through uh, assemblies, 
whether it's through mutual aid networks, whether it's through directly meeting each other's needs, how can we create a world beyond the, the conditions that lead to mass shootings, mm. to these police shootings, mm. to these unaffordable housing, uh, housing conditions, mm. to where health care is a privilege more than it is a right in right. this country, to where we have to resort to uh, uh, um, firearms and things like that in order to survive. Those are, those are necessary because that's the world that we live in right now. But how do we create that world to where that isn't necessary? And so like, I think asking those questions, I think, are going to help people more clearly uh, uh, understand how to navigate these upcoming elections, mm-hmm. particularly what questions to ask uh, politicians. But more beyond the electoral arena, what we need to do outside of that? Yes. No, I'm, I'm Sergeant of Arms, Middle Tennessee Black Gun Club. Yes, you need to learn how to defend yourself because there are going to be more people that are going to attempt to take our lives in mass, right? right. That's just what it is. Like, no chaser, right? Stop the bleed, first aid, CPR. Uh, yes, like pepper spray, firearm basics. And not just doing it by yourself, training with other people. And, and, and I'm gonna I'm plug you right quick. Yeah, I, I want because I know there's, I know for a fact, there are heads of organizations in Nashville mm-hmm. that listen to Deep Dish. Mm-hmm. And I've had heads of organizations on Deep Dish. I would encourage you all because of we know what's happening. Just like you invest in other things. That are better secure your 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 staff, yourself, your 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 building, mm-hmm. your possessions. Contact Denzel or Tanea. And I and I'm and or, I'm a I'm a name and I'm a name yeah, our instructor. I should shout out to JC Shegog. Like that is a world renowned expert. Mm-hmm. Reach out to JC Shegog, please. Right. Like that that is our instructor. Well, I'm gonna continue plugging you right quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you because I know you here in Nashville. Yeah. And and I encourage small, mid-sized, large businesses mm-hmm. to 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 reach out to Denzel sure. and his and his staff and his people and his network to get training for yourself and your folks mm-hmm. because these things happen. They are going to happen, and it's better to have your 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 staff, your people. Um, your team, your community prepared mm-hmm. um, to prevent as much harm as possible that could potentially happen mm-hmm. and dismantle that before it even happens. Be able to read body language, signs, you know. Um, the guy in Buffalo was at the store the day before. Right. Maybe if somebody would have been paying attention to Biden, then maybe they could have said, hmm, let's keep an eye out on exactly. him. Things like that that we're not thinking about enough that we should because this has happened enough at this particular point. So I wanted to make sure I was intentional about plugging you and what you do for organizations here in Middle Tennessee mm-hmm. because it's time. Absolutely. Like, in it's time. Like, it, it's time. And it's nothing new. Yeah. Right? Like, as I said in the previous interview, it's nothing new. We've Security cameras it. can't stop bullets. No, nah, no, nah, they can't. They can't. That's just what <laughs> it know, is. Yeah. You you gotta you gotta be able to like deal with the threat. And right. so like you know again, and this is nothing new for black folks. We've been doing this for a long time. Your granddaddy and grandmama had they Winchester back in the day when they was dealing with the Klan or anybody that was messing with them. All we doing is just bringing back old traditions in the twenty first century. So, you know, don't act brand new, but it's time. 
this hell, man. I think that I think that I think I think we gave it to him. I think I think you gave it to him, man. Yeah. Um, is there anything you want to leave us with? And then, of course, as always, man, plug in information how people can reach yeah. you because I really want like I really want businesses to invest in this resource that you offer. Yeah. Um, just like they invest in in video cameras and security sure. and all these things, like you know. Um, Tanea said it, and I'm gonna mess it up today. I'm sorry, but I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna attempt to paraphrase. She was like, "Hey, we we talk about all this stuff, like you know, pre, pre, um, like self care, yeah, self love, all these things, but like, but not self defense. Mm-hmm. And so, like, as much as we spend the time on mental health and all those things, mm-hmm. like, we need to protect our physical yeah, health. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, reach out to Nazelle, and if your business, you know, especially with Juneteenth and everything coming mm-hmm. up. Get prepared, you know, yep. and go through a training of two or three or four or five or six, mm-hmm. um, and, and at least be at least be prepared, you know. And I, and, I, and I can plug a training. Well, first you can reach out uh, and go to. Uh, I have an Instagram page, Dynastic Arts, Dynastic Arts twenty twenty one. That's all together. You can find me on Facebook as well, Dynastic Arts, um, Middle Tennessee Black Gun Club. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, our website is midtnbgc.com. Um, I do want to make a plug for our upcoming training. It's called Surviving the Encounter Weekend. Um, It is going to be June 10th through 12th. Um, And I'll make sure to give you the link tree so folks can go to it. Um, We're going to be covering uh, Stop the Bleed. So I talked about about Stop the Bleed. We're going to have instructor there. we're gonna also gonna have disaster prep for home and family because disaster can look like a lot of things, man-made or uh, you know natural. Um, we're gonna have a pepper spray. I'm gonna be teaching a t- pepper spray class. Um, we're gonna have a Utah uh, non-permit concealed carry because when you have more than one permit from different states, it expands where you can actually go and carry. So we'll have instructor for that. Uh, we'll be, I'll also be teaching um, the pistol fundamentals, personal and home defense. Um, so we'll be doing all of that that weekend, June 10th through 12th. Um, I'm going to drop uh, the link to uh, Jerome so that uh, you'll know where to go to register for that. Uh, come through. This won't be our last one, but definitely want to come through for this one. Um, and uh, and uh, as a message from our president, make sure you show up to Jerome. <laughs> you can show up to our classes. Ah, today, uh, Deep dish uh, got to yeah. be protected too. You know what I mean? Hey, that's a hey. That's a hey. fact. That's a we all so, hey don't hey we always protected. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> always. Yeah, we mobile. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but man, thank you for this, uh, Denzel mm-hmm. man. And y'all get used to seeing Denzel man because these are things that. Again, we need to consistently, just like we talk about housing and poverty and hunger and uh, policing, we need to be talking about self-defense and safety. Absolutely. Um, and what that really looks like at a community level and a personal level. Mm-hmm. Um, and how can we, one, help people realize like we having a fascination as a country with centering things around harm. Mm-hmm. And, right, and how can we get to more of a restorative justice system and thinking and what that looks like because it'll take time and so the more we 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 talk about it and deal with it the more people can be informed and really start to digest it and start to put it in practice exactly um we've been practicing harm forever so we got to start practicing you know restorative justice just as long if not longer Mm -hmm. um and it starts with ourselves, man so thank you for everything that you do um and uh, this is fire (laughs) i might go ahead and put this out on audio like yesterday so people can go ahead and tap into it man but thanks man look forward to you know i'm saying i look forward to more of these conversations absolutely i appreciate it